0: I thought you were dead. Get
1: the sun out of your eyes and be yourself. I
0: heard you were
2: dead. She's dead, wrapped in plastic. That man's dead back there. It was worse than dead. It must be dead. Is this a dead man, duck? Oh God! Jesus Why?
0: Alright, uh no Mike tonight. So we'll go without him. Hello, welcome to Roast Mortem. You belong here. My name is Tom. I'm Travis. And I'm Connor. Mike's uh not here. He told me he hates me. Oh. He won't be here anymore until next week.
3: Yeah, he's just doing laser flips, right? Something. probably like that. something
1: like that, yeah. Yeah. How's your week, Connor? My week was good um like we gave a little sneak pre- peek of it during Tom's review last week. I was also in F- Hollywood, Florida. Uh which was just a wonderful experience, especially going for 36 hours. Ooh. Nothing like that. And um, you walked you walked the Pitbull Hall of Fame or whatever Walked that we the were talking about Hall of Fame. Yeah, okay. I saw all of his different stars. Okay. Uh it was great. It led me from my, you know, right when I got off the gate, it was just a path leading me to my destination. It was wonderful. <laughs>
0: It's useful. Yeah, yeah. I like that Hollywood, Florida one, which is not useful at all. It's just <laughs> a mattress for homeless people. Yeah, yeah, really. Hmm. Uh, yeah, it was. Uh, it was good. It was, uh, it was a nice weekend. Thanks that. for going down there. Uh, I know you made my grandpa's week. Just hanging out with one of the boys. Ah, uh, it was uh, great. Sorry uh, about my aunt. She's fucking psychotic. Uh, <sighs> oh boy, <laughs> 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 too much. <laughs> Uh, well welcome back
1: yeah yeah I had a much easier flight than you did which was uh, nice you know got to watch a thunderstorm rolling on the horizon for the first hour so just watching it light up
0: oh that's Ooh. cool you didn't yeah, get to be awesome. in the thunderstorm no
1: sadly not the pilot kept flying away from it what a dick that's dumb yeah, yeah you should have just gone right in dude yeah. jump right in should have it, it would have bounced us faster back to New York the Wi-Fi would have
0: been better
3: <laughs> yeah, I mean, we're, we're talking about, like, gasoline and fuel economy. Just
1: talking, you have free electric planes. There you go. Hybrid yeah. planes. That's what we need. Yeah. 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 So, Travis, how was your week? My week's been
3: good. I'm, I'm kind of continuing on from last week, too. I'm going to talk about some music that I found again. That's kind of been, like, the soundtrack of my week as I go to PT for my knee. Uh, I realized that the company Muzak is all on Spotify. So I've oh, just really? been listening to like 70s like mall music,
1: Ooh, which is nice. awesome.
0: <laughs> That's wow. very cool. So really that- getting the vibe. Yeah. Is that all? the? Are you hearing the tunes that you've been listening to uh, the past few years with your vaporwave? Are you hearing the OG stuff?
3: Yeah. So uh, everything's sped up. It's uh, too fast for me. And there's two, it's, it's too clear. It's not echoey enough. Right. But, you know, it's pretty <laughs> rad. I just think about all these, like, people going into the mall, like, buying Levi jeans, buying uh, slush puppies, maybe getting a little smooch in the parking lot from their lover of their life that's now they're divorced from. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, that did paint a picture pretty well. <laughs> yeah. Chlorine whiffs. Tom, how was your week? It's good. Your week reminds me of um, a movie. It's called Eric's Revenge, but it's something else. It's like Mall Massacre. It's fun. It's about a guy named Eric who has his revenge in a mall in the 80s. It's good stuff. My week was fun. We went to the Bronx Zoo for Gab's birthday. We met a cheetah there. (gasps) Uh, it, It was a wild encounter, they call it, where they bring a cheetah in. You can touch it no that's not true you can't touch it it would kill you did it smell like sharp cheddar it smelled like fear Mm. (laughs) so i was also
1: afraid (laughs) you're mutually afraid and that brought you to closer together
0: exactly uh it's it's wild seeing these big old cats up right right in your face like that it's like oh man did he behave
3: himself? Did he go in the big box? Did yeah, he, he give did.
0: Cheeseburgers. So the, the cheetah named Triton had a companion which was a dog named Finn. And he <laughs> took all the social cues from Finn. So Finn came in and he was about 7-year-old lab and he walks in first and he just lays down the ground and is a good boy. And then you got a big old cat. I don't he was a good cat, you know, being held by uh, two two keepers. Uh, one holding a a leash near its ass and the other near its uh, old head there with these giant eyeballs. Uh, The cat was fine, but I did realize that they were training it. That's what they say. It's like, it's a training session you're going to watch. And the feeder guy fed him every like 30 seconds. I guess so he didn't look (laughs) at the like couple little kids in the audience. Here's the food. Yeah, Yeah. the food's here, the food's here, the food's here. Don't yeah, I was say
3: you're probably safe. It's when they bring babies and kids in there that cat is like, oh hell! It's yeah. like, oh, there's the
0: weak one. Oh <laughs> yeah, they, they told the ki- like the w- one small kid to like sit behind his mom because apparently yeah. they do fixate on small kids because they know they could just eat them up Smart. real easy. Yeah, focus on the small antelope. Yeah, it was cool. So mm-hmm. I saw mad monkeys that day. Love monkeys. I was really bummed. When I saw the monkey house was closed, I was like, why is it closed? And Gab was like, they're all outside. (laughs) It's July. And then I got to see all my monkeys. Nice. One
3: one thing I love about the Bronx Zoo, like some of the older buildings, they have that like very classical architecture, right? Like the monkey houses. But then they have like reliefs of monkeys and shit in them. It looks like really Greek and like. But then you've got, like, zebras and lions and shit hanging out in there. Yeah,
0: I think they. F- it was founded in, like, 1860 or 70. Yeah. And they were building... Uh, a lot of the buildings are still there. There used to be the Elephant House, which is now, like, the main um, building at the yeah. zoo, which is not big at all. It's not big enough for an elephant. So that's kind of <laughs> funny to think of those big gray idiots just crammed in that building. For, yeah, we uh,
3: got an elephant. It can't move around and nothing, but it's in there.
0: <laughs> we got one. You for can go night- look at it. It's night- real sad. <laughs> People from 1903 going. I could fight that thing. <laughs> you can
1: six bucks.
0: Oh. <laughs> fight-
1: <laughs> Fighting rings on Fridays. <laughs> yeah.
0: Sign this napkin here. don't want to. Uh, we don't want no trouble from the lawyers, isn't it? So. Um, Yeah, that was my week. It was fun. There was a lot of things this week. The zoo was very cool. And I got to visit our cockroach as I sent in the Discord. Yes. Nice. Yeah, you got to
3: see Charles II of Roast Mortem Cast, his ancient descendant of our cockroach. (laughs) Very cool. (laughs) The coolest
1: one. (laughs) Anyway. Bring us to the land of elephants.
3: (laughs) Yeah. So, Tom, I'm glad that you basically did your research for this week because we're going to the Bronx Zoo of the world, Africa. (laughs) <laughs> Not wrong. Uh, yeah. Um, so, uh, right. So we're, last week, I left off with this whole setup. They're hanging out in Zanzibar, right? And they've done these, these few little trips out, and they've lost all their supplies in Zanzibar. We're jumping right back in, right? So this, this episode is just going to be all about them looking for the Nile and everything that kind of comes in after that. So it's just this trip. Uh, and speak, and remember, we got speak, uh, John Hanning speak and Richard Burton. These are the two guys going out there speaks the dude that like shoots everything and eats embryos out yeah. of, you know, he's Placenta a real man. Yeah. He doesn't... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he doesn't speak. He's like a dumb idiot too. He doesn't speak any of these languages. He's just like, like there to shoot things and for fame and glory and all that stuff. And Burton kind of knows that, but like, You know, he's got to bring someone along. So uh, they sail from Zanzibar Zanzibar to the mainland of non-modern-day Tanzania on June 16th, 1857. And this officially marks their 21-month journey in search of the Nile. Uh, This episode... This expedition was a little bit different than other expeditions Burton had been on because usually he traveled alone. We had talked about when he went to Mecca, he was like all alone or he had like kind of small groups. Like when he went um, with the first trip, he kind of assembled like a 30, 40 man team. This time Burton and speak had a crew of 132 men and and 30 asses, 30 big old donkey ass. That's cool yeah and these these uh this whole train of people was lo- were loaded up with all different types of equipment and supplies food um you know just for them to trade they had like a lot of like cloth and beads to trade with the locals um now this initial route into the interior of Africa was not exactly wilderness um they actually ended up taking a path that had been taken by Arab slavers for about 100 years. So, you know, you can imagine that you've got people traveling back and forth along this path. It's not exactly like you're walking at Hexer Park. You know, you're still going through the jungle, but you're going to encounter, like... You'll you know, find a, small- a
1: roadside hot dog stand every now and then. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like that guy with the little umbrella over his little stand. <laughs> yeah. Making his way. <laughs> uh, Peter. Peter, yeah,
0: Peter North. <laughs> nice, Which, nice creamy uh, hot dogs. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, no thanks. I like them dry <laughs> and very soft, Water! small, tiny. Water? Can I? Do you guys have <laughs> Uh So
3: it wasn't an untraveled path. It was still kind of un. It was still like you know you had to hack your way and with machetes and shit like that. But Richard and. John were the first Europeans to ever travel this path. And uh, in the spirit of being a white person and going somewhere where they shouldn't go, they got terribly sick and had to be carried almost the entire first leg of their journey.
0: I think that's a, (laughs) I think that is a uh, survival technique of the white person. If you have enough money and you can be carried around, your body will become sick. So your legs can be preserved and thin. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I was going to say, they're definitely faking this sickness. Like, they brought along some epicac, and we're like, hey, take a swig of this, and they'll carry us the whole way. (laughs) I feel like this
3: is like when you hear about those rich people that climb up Everest, right? You know they're not doing the climbing. They're like literally sitting on the backs of a Sherpa, and the (laughs) Sherpa's getting up there.
0: (laughs) At least. I mean, they might be pulling up a rope, but that's about it. Yeah.
3: Also, uh, what's weird about that is they apparently just leave your body there if you die. Like yeah. They use them as markers. And it's also polluted as shit. I think they're putting a Taco Bell at the top.
1: <laughs> that'll, that'll clean the place up.
0: Yeah, yeah. Mm, a lot more brown uh, on that mountain. So uh, uh,
3: so I wrote this section incorrectly. Good. Summarize <laughs> yes. it. All right. Um now, because they're going through, um, like, it's not like your your average walk in the park here. They're going through different types of biomes, right? They're going through, like, bogs and dense jungle. Um, when they go through the bogs, like, a few of their asses get stuck and die. Um, and due to the extreme humidity, most of their supplies either rusted or rotted away. So paper was reduced to pulp. Uh, serving tools were pitted and corroded beyond use and their f- food almost instantly molded up and became, you know, inedible. So,
0: uh, all right, no paper. How are we going to write? How are the whites going to write? Nothing? How no. they going to wipe their ass? Yeah. Good point. F- the food thing's not a problem because there's just, in tropical environment, there's fruits everywhere.
3: But yeah, but these are dum-dums that are going to eat the poison boys.
0: Oh, poison fruits. <laughs> I say, where is my fish and chips? <laughs> I would love to have a fish and trip uh, chip tree somewhere in my area, <laughs> not in my property, but Yeah. God. A, a nice cod tree. <laughs> yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah. So so speak always tried to be that like English gentleman. He's like above all of like the local things. Burton, we know, likes to get likes to stick his dick in that local culture, right? And not just not just actually stick his dick but immerse himself in the local culture um so he tried curing his sickness is like they didn't even go into what type of si- i feel like they get everything they get like yellow fever they get cholera like everything's gonna happen to them along this trip. he's got
0: jungle fever baby yeah yeah <laughs> So Burton tries
3: to cure his illness using local medicines and his this treatment that he describes basically getting wrapped in a blanket and then like hot boxed, like they just smoked <laughs> random shit into this box and he's like wrapped in a blanket.
1: Turn me into a joint. It's the only thing.
0: Yeah. We put some sage in there, spray some spray paint, just, you know, the natural things from our environment. <laughs> Good aromas.
3: Uh, so this didn't work. He stayed sick. He's gonna stay sick the rest of the trip. He's off and on his feet. Uh, but after about a month, Burton reaches the slave trading station of Zovarango, uh which is probably modern day Morogoro in Tanzania. If you're, if you have any knowledge of what Tanzania
0: looks course, like in their major of course, cities, course, classic Morogoro. <laughs> I had an yeah. ex-girlfriend once try to tell me it's Tanzania.
1: Oh, that's yeah. good.
0: <laughs> I was trying to explain that she was thinking of Tasmania. And yeah. uh didn't end well. No? <laughs> Guy's always wrong. Doesn't matter. <laughs> well, guess what? She's dead. Fuck that bitch. <laughs> <laughs> that's not true. She just doesn't uh, wear or- Tasmania. Yeah, she just... And I don't, yeah, yeah. It's fine. Hopefully <laughs> See, she's I, there.
3: I had to open up my Google Maps for that. <laughs> I thought that Madagascar was like where Zanzibar or where Zanzibar was but Zanzibar is north of Madagascar. Uh, anyway, Church. it's it's hard to remember geography in Africa because all those borders are fake anyway. So <laughs> uh so they rest at this slave trading town for 9 days to recover. 9 days was definitely not enough, uh especially for Speak who could not walk at this point. Burton was at least able to stand. Um and Burton was starting to like you know I guess I don't know what he's writing in I guess not all the paper got ruined because he's taking notes during the
0: trip but he's I guess tattooing maybe like, himself yeah he mm. may be able to get some actual paper there
3: yeah I mean th- these are definitely like there's trading stations there'll be paper floating around uh, there's also he also has he also has supplies that were sent behind him by like an Arab trainer uh, tr- trader that's like gonna. It was supposed to be, like, two months out or something. And we'll we'll see when he eventually
0: gets that. But he,
3: it's almost like, you know, you're sending, like, checked baggage,
0: right? And then <laughs> it gets lost. And then you have to... Right. Yeah. Or when you're using DoorDash and yeah. fucking Clarissa eats all of your fries. Yeah, but she'll
3: explain it to you. She'll know... She'll tell you why. She, she couldn't explain shit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so... Burton starts observing the people of Africa. He said that they were very superstitious and that it was much like Europeans only a few centuries prior. He said villagers were quick to burn witches and if the chief of a tribe got sick, they would torture the head magician
1: until the chief got better. So he... <laughs>
0: That's a rough gig. Yeah, Yeah, I was going to say,
1: quite the job. Like, what's the upside? If he's not sick, you don't get tortured, that's it? (laughs) Yeah.
0: Well, it was a normal morning. I was making some coffee. Reading my newspaper. (laughs) (laughs) All of a sudden, the chief stubbed his toe. (laughs) Little did I know that would lead to a staph infection and a big stick up my ass. Hmm.
3: Right. I mean, so I thought it was kind of interesting because usually... Like I said, I'm kind of sparing a lot of the super racism that Burton gets into because it's just really not worth repeating. But I think in this instance, it's kind of interesting that he's like, yeah, they're not that far off from Europeans. Just Mm -hmm. us a couple hundred years ago when we were burning witches. (laughs)
1: Look, as as weirdly racist and terrible as this guy's been, he's always had a logic to him that I've had to respect.
3: (laughs) Yeah, For sure, yeah. uh, Uh,
0: It's his own logic, but... (laughs) I'm personally appalled by racism that doesn't have any humor to it. So if you can only keep the funny racism, that would be fine.
3: We'll get funny. We'll get funnier. Um, So he also said that East Africans were constantly at war. They were capturing other Africans and selling them off into slavery. Kind of one of the reasons why he was like, everything's ass backwards here. Uh, Burton also said that in his writings that he was a little bit em- envious of the African way of life. You know, he said that uh, man in these lands want little and works less. They don't, don't want much. Just hang out. That's a good he, life. Yeah. He also see, he said, it seemed as if everywhere the, they make a life. L- Sorry. It seems that he said that it seemed that everywhere they make a life. One long holiday.
0: Oh, nice! I mean, who fucked that one up? The Europeans, the whites. <laughs>
1: yeah, the guy right. walking through doing surveying equipment. <laughs> yeah,
0: like. the the whites and the Rothschilds. They <laughs> ruined yeah. it for everyone.
1: John Speak and David Livingstone.
3: <laughs> uh, and of course, we have to talk about the big old elephant in the room: BB, uh, BBC's, big black cocks.
1: <laughs> oh, I thought you were gonna say elephants. I thought, I thought that was gonna be a nice little. Nah, no,
3: nah. yeah, actually, I don't think he wrote about elephants, <laughs> but he definitely wrote about Dick. So <laughs> let's talk about some peepees. We talked about terrible things that happen in the vaginas in the area. Let's talk about some peepees. So he said, "Arab women of the warmest passions abandon, abandon themselves for African slaves whose attractions are found irresistible. Their embraces are exceedingly prolonged, and it's said... It's said for a space over an hour. Uh, they are even capable of performing twice during one night, and the tension of
1: the muscle equates to their endurance. These guys are eating a lot of blue chew. That's what I'm getting from this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
3: um, on the other, and he said, on the other hand, men often neglect their wives for black women. I'm using... A different term for what he wrote, uh, for some cogent reason or preference that must exist. And he plays a little bit coy here because, as we'll see, you know, he runs into some black leaves. They're like, "Ooh, they pretty sexy," you know. He he gets it. Eventually, we re- well, we're going to reach the Wagogo tribe, where he said that uh, they were renowned for their loose ways. Of life, and that they were well disposed towards strangers of fair complexion, apparently with the permission of their
0: husbands. Oh, a bunch (laughs) of wagogo dancers.
2: Yeah.
3: Yeah. So, a similar quote about uh, large black peepees. He says This is the best
0: topic, by the way, for three men on the internet. (laughs) Yes. Of of is... our color and our class. Three white dudes. Yeah. White talking dudes.
1: about this. Perfect. We all have <laughs>
0: desk jobs.
3: Yeah. <laughs> he said, debauched women prefer black people. That's a different word. On the account of the size of their parts, I measured one man in Somaliland who, when quiescent, which means soft, I guess, or quiescent, I don't know what word that is, but I wrote soft. When he's soft... <laughs> Uh, He numbered nearly six inches. Uh, This is a characteristic of the black people, another replaced race, of uh, end of African animals, a.g. the horse, whereas a pure Arab man and beast are below average of Europe. Moreover, uh, these imposing parts do not increase proportionally during their erection. Uh, Coincidentally, the deed of kind makes a much longer time and adds greatly to the woman's enjoyment uh in my in my time in my time no honest hindi muslim would take his woman folk to zanzibar on account of the huge attractions and enormous temptations there and thereby offered to them
1: huh so he's saying that they're they're showers not growers oh yeah and that that helps them with their stamina but I also like the fact that he's like, yeah, I measured a soft one at six inches. Well, like he's walking around like, can I see your PP, please? It got bigger as I was measuring it. It was crazy.
0: <laughs> so strange. And then he goes on to like slight Middle Eastern people. Yeah. <laughs> which is pretty funny to me. So I little, didn't do it. little backside dig. Like. <laughs> Yo, it's crazy. These guys, they got whoppers, real whoppers down there. Those guys in the Middle East, they got little peckers. But uh, let me tell you something about uh, what's going on just like the the fact that he thinks this is important enough to write down is very funny
3: and also to submit to like a government like funded agency the the Royal Geographical Society did he like slap
0: sl- did he slap a dick on a piece of paper and like trace it out <laughs> like that's one
3: like when when you do like a turkey hand
0: yeah but it's just a <laughs> penis <laughs>
3: So as they traveled, they, you know, they set out from this slave um, the slave trader um, encampment, and as they traveled further and further inland, they started to see more and more caravans going the opposite direction. Now apparently, there was an outbreak of smallpox, and people were trying to escape. But Burton and Speak trudged on forward, and of course, a lot of their caravan got smallpox, and when they died, they literally just like chucked them in the woods. well of course what are you gonna do
0: bury all these people yeah hey sir another
1: another guy died of
0: smallpox Mm, gross get him out of here (laughs) hey why don't we go get smallpox i'm already really sick and i live in a coffin
3: (laughs) burton had to deal with a mutiny of a few of his native soldiers that he bought uh that he brought along on the way. They accused him of not paying or feeding him proper them properly. Burton was able to defuse the situation, but this would come up in the follow-up to the expedition. These soldiers, like, bailed, but they survived, and they made it back to Zanzibar. So just keep in mind that he's, like, cheaping these dudes, <laughs> and they're leaving, and then...
1: that there's a know. group of angry soldiers at his embarkation point?
3: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay by september all but one of the asses remained uh so burton started to trade with the local slavers along the route with what little supplies he had left um and of course he made w- sure one of his priorities was purchasing a slave girl named Siguju or i don't know <laughs> <laughs> Definitely
1: mm. not her actual name. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely just him speaking in English. And she's like, Says, uh, Sukuju. Oh, that's your name. Good. Good to know. Yeah. <laughs>
3: um, now, I don't know, was a bit of a beast girl, to be honest. Uh, she obviously distracted a lot of the crew. But whenever she was given anything, like they'd be like, Oh, you got to eat, you know? She'd just break whatever the people gave to her. She'd just be like, smack, like throw it against a fucking tree. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah, you know, the guy who sold her was probably her dad. She's <laughs> yeah. very sick of that shit.
3: Yeah. Uh, she would eventually be sold later down the trip for some rice, um, and her <laughs> new owner returned to Burton the next morning with a
1: cracked skull. <laughs> Give me back my rice. <laughs> <laughs> so she's pretty badass.
3: <laughs> oh, on, She's on got f-
0: opinions. Yeah.
3: On the 5th of September, they started their ascent of the Rohiro Hero Mountains. Uh, here, Speak almost died. He slipped in and out of consciousness. He was just kind of like laying there. They're like, is he breathing? I don't know. The crew's also nearly attacked by a local tribe who was raiding a nearby village, uh, but they were spared when the tribe saw the caravan was pretty much had nothing, and they're like, eh, not even worth our energy. <laughs> Okay, we respect
0: that. Business tribe.
3: Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, uh, I don't know. That guy is dead. They're carrying around a dead guy. Speak. Uh, you have nothing. You know, your clothes are rotting off your body. There's a guy
0: with uh, a hole in his face from a spear. Yeah.
3: <laughs> so on November 7th, 1857, 100, 134 days and 600 miles into the trip, they reached the uh, they reached a town called Kaza, which was a small Arab outpost that Burton thought was hey this is this is half civilized. So they remained there for uh, five weeks, where he's like ah oh, I like Arabs we're gonna hang out with the Arabs. Um, now he found the Arab slavers to be extremely helpful. Um, they fed him, they gave him like new servants. Burton actually. So he would buy slaves, but then he would pay them wages, because he was like, I don't believe in slavery, but, you know,
0: <laughs> whatever.
1: I'll give you money, but you still can't leave.
0: Yeah. Oh, you, oh <laughs> do you mean like a contract? Like a yeah. contract for a a uh, an entertainment corporation?
3: <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs>
0: Isn't that exactly what a, that
3: is? A non-disclosure, right? In yeah, you're an like, NDA. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Um, Burton did right He thought it was a little bit weird Receiving help from slavers But you know They're pretty desperate at this point point. Uh, and these slavers told him That there was a really big lake Remember they're looking for this inland sea That um, could possibly be That's their official reason for going off Burton and Speak want to find the Nile But the Royal Geographic Society Is like look for this big lake Because you know Lakes are good Got a lot of water Fresh water That's great Nice. Um, so the Arab slavers told him about this big lake that was only 200 miles northwest in a place called Ujiji. Now, on the way to Ujiji, Burton got crazy sick again. Uh, he just turned into like, I'd imagine his body kind of looked like a reverse Patrick Star, you know, where like Patrick's all fat, but like it's just all the fats out in his arms, just lumpy. <laughs> just, yeah. Wait, is just- that a
0: type of sickness?
3: Yeah. It didn't go into what that exactly. It could be anything. It could be malaria like uh his feet and hands and uh legs swelled up. Uh they burned and then he lost all feeling in his the lower half of his body. So he's essentially paralyzed.
0: <laughs> speak. Speak. I can't feel my finger in my ass when I'm trying to get off. Speak. Help. <laughs>
3: Uh, again Burton was carried on a hammock um, and it would actually be a full year before he was like able to walk normally again that's how fucked up he got like sure he's kind of like hobbling around uh, but he couldn't properly walk and his hands and legs remained numb for much longer than that years later from whatever this disease was
0: alright now go to Africa
3: now you mentioned Speak. Oh yeah, help me speak. Speak was way worse. <laughs> so, really? Speak had kind of come out of his little like coma, like, drifting in and out of consciousness. But Speak actually suffered from like conjunctivitis when he was a kid, and uh, which actually made one of the reasons why he was kind of a dumb dumb. He couldn't like read for a long time or concentrate because his eyes were all fucked up. But now that he was in this climate or he had some type of disease, he, he went nearly completely blind. So he's just
2: <laughs> blind.
0: Oh, oh man. Yeah. Well, That's I, unfortunate. I hope, I hope they took his guns away from him. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> that sounds like big African game to me.
1: <laughs> Sir, it's not pregnant. Don't shoot. Don't shoot.
2: <laughs> so,
3: yeah, you're two adventurers. One can't walk and the other one can't see anything.
0: That's great.
1: Yeah. Good combo.
3: And remember, they're, they're like, discovering these lakes, but there's people literally, like, living right there. You know what I mean? There's, like,
1: like cities next to them. (laughs) Like, we found this lake. They're,
0: like, white men discovering. They're, like, major label discovering a band that's been signed to a small label already. (laughs) Look who I discovered. (laughs) So being
3: carried and led by a donkey, literally they tied a string around a donkey's tail and speak just, like, followed that um they like fin-
0: donkey pooped so many times
3: <laughs> yeah they finally reached the great lake the great lake of Tanganyika, uh and everyone couldn't believe their eyes except for speak who just stood there yelling like what does it look like tell me
2: <laughs>
0: let me feel it yeah <laughs> his eyes weren't even talking to him now
3: i'm able to believe them <laughs> Now, Lake Tanganyika was not some type of little pond. This is the second oldest freshwater lake and second largest by volume and depth, only beat by La- uh, Lake Baikal in Siberia. So it's a massive lake, and it's long. It's a long boy. It's a big old long boy. So yeah. it looks like the ocean. Yeah. I mean, you could, you could probably... Well, I think you can see the other side. You just can't see where it ends.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's like being at one of the Great Lakes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. These, well, Tom, these are the African Great Lakes we're going to. Yeah. That's what they're called. It's awesome. Yeah. Love it.
0: <laughs> so but long well, uh,
1: fingers.
3: Oh, those ones are really cool. I want to go up to those ones in New York. The Finger Lakes. Yeah.
1: It's I've just, been to the Finger Lakes. Yeah. Uh, did it's you creepy. went to college up there, right? I'm close. I'm to Binghamton, so yeah. like. It's another just hour to north to the Finger Lakes. They're just like little glacial scrapes. Yeah, and it's weird because you're like, oh, I can swim to the other side. Yeah. But when you're halfway across, it's like 200 feet deep. (laughs) And then (laughs) when you're in the middle, you're like looking out and you're like, oh, it's a mile and two miles to the (laughs) ends. Even though the width is just like, I can see both sides so easily. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, That's a little creepy. That's kind of like how this
3: is. It's super fucking long. Um Burton had discovered this lake, right? You know, there's people literally living on the lake, but he discovered this lake and uh he thought this one has to be the source of the Nile. This is it. He's like that, you know, he already put in his he figured out his theory. He's like Lake Tanganyika that's where the Nile comes from.
1: There's so much water. It's got to be. Yeah. So then he
3: sets out exploring the lake, uh and obviously I mentioned it was just so long that traveling to the lake's most northern parts was going to be tough. So they set up an HQ at this Ugigi place. You know, it's a village uh, and a trading center um, for, you guessed it, slaves. Um, Yeah. (laughs) What 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 will they they learn? Uh, This place will actually be the meeting place where uh, Henry Stanley finds Livingston a few years later. Like this Ugigi is like where... David Livingston's just like, oh, where am I? Mr. Magooing around Africa. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> um, the chief of Ugigi was a little bit sus about uh, Burton and his crew because they're like, what are you doing? Like, you're not here trading slaves or ivory, which the chief collected tax on. So like, don't hang out. We don't want you here. You, you're weird. And yeah, and one of you is blind and
0: the other one, Dr. Yeah, Xavier <laughs> Truthfully, we haven't set up a tourist industry yet, so we have no way to rob you blind. Uh, no pun intended, sir. <laughs> uh, Burton's crew is constantly
3: getting harassed, their supplies were being snatched by the chiefs men also i well, I think I forgot to mention, but as we're going through this trip, and I talked about like mutinies and things, their supplies are just getting stolen by like their own men, right? when you mutiny, they'd take off like with half of their supply or like a, you know, big crate of their supplies or like take a slave with them or something like that. (laughs) So they pretty much have nothing. I mean, every at this point, their original supplies are gone and it's just shit that they've traded to like make it this far. Uh, So it was, it was an uneasy stay, but Burton knew that he needed to get a boat to explore the Northern parts of Lake Tanganyika uh, so what better to do than to send the blind guy, Speak, off to go find some local Arab that had a boat on the lake? He's like, all right, Speak, go go find the boat.
1: <laughs> just yell out, Arabs, boats, Arabs, yeah. boats.
3: Chop, <laughs> <Trump>. chop. <Trump. laughs> so this gave Burton 27 days without Speak, which I think that was the main reason. He's like, I don't really want to hear you anymore. You're just talking about Jesus a lot and shooting shit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, just go. <laughs> um, also, yeah, I was able, able. He was able to like drink and smoke and fuck his way around ugigi Um, now Speak would eventually return on the twenty seventh of March, looking like something out of the Thing. Uh, just kind of hobbling back.
1: Um, I pulled that DVD for a patron today. Oh yeah, yeah. Someone was looking for the Kurt Russell one. Uh, that's, well, that's the only one.
3: Yeah, that's my favorite horror movie. So, yeah.
1: All right. Well, that person's in for a treat. Yeah. Yeah. This person.
3: Speak comes back. uh, Half of his, uh, all most of his clothes are rotting off his body. His guns were all rusted. The glands in his face and neck were swollen, and pus was seeping out of his ear.
0: (laughs) Oh. Speak. That's not a boat. That's seven rocks, a duck, and a kazoo. (laughs) I got it, Arab. (laughs) What was the boat? Did he have anything? Uh,
3: Well, all right. So this was Speak's little mini journey here. It gets pretty nasty. So during Speak's uh, search for a for a bloat, for a boat, a bloat. Yeah, a uh, storm had knocked. He was going in the middle of monsoon season. great yeah good yeah so a storm had knocked over his tent in the dark and like one night there's heavy rains and winds so he lights a candle and starts setting it back up the light attracted millions of these beetles it's like tons of fucking bugs this you know all the bugs came in now speak like he's blind i mean i guess his i this guess this guy fucking sucks yeah <laughs> So, I guess like he had enough sight at this point where like he could see the beetles and like he was able to set his tent back up. Uh, but he was like, Oh, god, s- they're coming! Yeah. But he, like, this is the mummy shit, right? So, he was so exhausted that he like set up the tent half ass and just like fell asleep with all these beetles crawling all over him. So, during the night, one of the beetles crawled into his ear. Um,. And Speak woke up with the thing trying to dig further into his head. He could feel it burrowing against his eardrum. Now, I just wanted
1: some of that delicious pus that was seeping out of there. Yeah,
3: that mm. English marmite that lives in, that, <laughs> in your ear. Let me um, get
0: that illiterate pink brain. Mmm, looks tasty.
3: Now, Speak tried to smoke it out and then he tried to drown it with oil, but nothing would come out. So, in desperation, he reached for a penknife and uh, jammed it in his (laughs) ear, killing the beetle, going right through his eardrum, and the beetle's body stayed in his ear.
1: (laughs) 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 Jeez. So now he's partially blind and deaf. Yes. Um, So he said the
3: beetle or the pen knife had gone so far into speaks, like, ears and nose That when he blew his nose, he could hear, like, people could hear whistling coming out of his ear. (laughs) And also, for the next, like, three months, whenever he, like, cleared his nose or did anything, like, parts of the beetle would come out. Like, legs.
2: (laughs) Fucking wings.
1: Oh, this guy's amazing. I'm so happy this happened to him. <laughs> yeah.
3: <laughs> so that's the abomination that walks back in the camp. And of course, there's not like he put like alcohol or you know anything on his ear, just rotting off the
0: bed. <laughs> God. And these guys did this for fun, like, yeah, let's go on an adventure. <laughs> yeah, they didn't have to. They could have just drank tea.
3: Yeah. Burton was furious because after all that speak had not come back with a boat (laughs) he's like (laughs) yeah you look all gross you come back here you don't have
2: a fucking boat (laughs) you had one job to do god damn it
3: (laughs) the only thing that speak the only info that speak got from on his way i guess he bumped into some more locals he said that at the north end of the lake locals could feel like a pull in the water as if like you know when if you've ever been canoeing and you like go into a lake, you get that kind of pole when you get towards like a river, right like all the water kind like kind of converging
1: a little time pool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah,
3: so he, the locals said like, yeah, there's like this like pole as you get towards the end of the lake now Burton knew that no matter what he was gonna go explore it, so he was able to work with this chief in Newgege work some deal out where he got two canoes. Both one was uh, forty feet long, the other one was sixty feet long. Big ass canoes. That's nice. Yeah, and uh, they were completely manned with like the local tribes. You know, they had guys rowing and everything. And they set out in April, north into the Lake Tanganyika. So the native they got to a certain point up the lake, and the natives were like, "We're not." The native people, the local people, were like, "I'm. We're not going any further." cuz uh this settlement that you want to go towards those people are legitimately cannibals and like they'll eat you. Like <laughs> we don't we're afraid to go any further.
0: We're oh, good. interesting. Speak. Why don't you go up there with a couple <laughs> of these men's I don't care for? Bring some ear beetles. <laughs>
3: yeah. Yes, you could probably be great cuz he's already rotten meat. They're like, I don't know about that guy. <laughs>
0: You're basically sushi, man. <laughs>
3: Uh, so the tribe, like, refused whatever they did. They weren't going to go any further. They, like, docked the uh, the canoes. And they were only at, the like, the last kind of their tribe's, you know, last settlement before they entered these warrior cannibal area. They were only 20 miles from the end of the lake. Um, but Burton couldn't find anyone to take him that last leg of the trip. And God forbid he's going to go alone. I mean, you know, he's not going to do any work himself. Well, I mean, he's not really capable. His feet aren't even
0: like he can't feel them. Yeah, he's got stubs. Yeah. Well, so are you telling me they turn around?
3: That that's exactly right, Tom. Uh, Oh, these babies. Yeah, they would only make it that far, um, and. They would turn around and start heading back uh the only the next person to explore you know fully Lake Tanganyika would be Henry Stanley and Livingston six years later, um which we'll get okay. into so Burton and Speak returned to Ugigi and started to plan for their trip return trip home um and the wild thing is is that remember I told you there was those supplies they sent that were like supposed to meet up like a month or two later they finally reached them in ugigi delivered by some arab trader um I th- it must have been like a year late right like this guy's just been kind of trying to track where they went you know talking to locals well, following the trail of dead donkeys probably <laughs> yeah <laughs> all the people just that jammed with the crates yeah <laughs> you got to give the guy some credit at least he made it no i think that's like crazy like just to think about that like these guys like walked into the middle of I guess maybe not for the Arab and like local native people, but like they walked in the middle of nowhere and they had like an like Amazon drop off shit for them. In the nineteenth century. <laughs> it's pretty funny. Yeah.
1: That's br- British Empire shit. Yeah, right.
3: <laughs> so in along with these supplies, they were able to they got some letters and you know, the supplies they wanted. Unfortunately, Speak <laughs> when setting up these supplies loaded up most of the crates with ammo. <laughs>
2: so I get all these boxes you know, and Richard Richard were like, God damn it, Speak, we have six boxes of ammunition. What are we gonna do with this?
0: Uh, I mean they could shoot some natives. Yeah.
3: I mean, is
0: that what is that what Speak ordered?
3: I think yeah, Speak was in charge of like setting up this like these supplies that we're gonna meet
0: up. He's like, We're gonna find all new animals out there I'm gonna eat the embryo. <laughs> And uh, a few years later, he's taken down by a fucking beetle. Great. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah,
3: all the good stuff that, like, Burton, I guess, had sent along had been stolen along the way. There was apparently the Indian mutiny that broke out in the British Empire at that point, and I guess a bunch of Hindi guys had, like, taken a bunch of shit that they needed. So, yeah, they just get a bunch of ammo for... I don't even think... I think they had gunpowder. They just had, like, literal just... bullets (laughs)
0: oh good this is a great thing you know why don't we put these in some sacks and then uh tie the sacks to our bodies and go drown (laughs) ourselves because that's how this is going yeah so this burden
3: uh, this uh so this trip was not going very well and if it wasn't going if you feel like everything's going wrong for richard amongst the letters uh it He got a letter that said that his father had died. Richard Burton's father died. So that was just kind of like the nail on the coffin for a shit trip.
1: (laughs) Oh, man.
3: Yeah. So they get sick again, heading back. They reach Keza again, which was that, like, Arab trading post that they stayed at for, uh, you know, uh, five weeks. And here at Keza, Burton would make the biggest blunder of his entire career and in the entire trip. So Burton had heard from an Arab trader that Lake Uriki, uh, was something that Burton and speak should go check out. This was like a lake that was North of Keza
0: and Burton. Uh, wh- hold on. Did you just say Uriki Lake? Yeah. <laughs> Uriki Lake? You Uriki. mean Uriki Lake? We're really uh, a sick lake. talk show. Hell yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's I, good. You guys like you got to watch the show, dude. Deep cut. <laughs> Deep cut. F-
1: Anyone born after 1995, yeah. good
0: luck. <laughs> <laughs> got to watch the movie Skinner. It's uh, if if the thing is a good horror movie, this has nothing even close <laughs> to that. And it's got Ricky Lake and Ted Ramey in it. It's uh, about a man who skins people.
1: Ooh, Very good.
0: Yeah. I forget what rap
1: song it was, but there's like a famous rap song that mentions ricky lake and that's how i know who ricky lake is because i like w- looked up that line and was like well who are who they was, referring to who's Ricky Lake. Went yeah down a
0: Rick- ricky lake rabbit hole one day uh maybe you wind up on yeah hold on i know the song
1: right it's like a is it a wu-tang song uh,
0: it's either like a wu-tang no, or an no O-J- it's the
1: offspring
0: it's the offspring dude what? It's like it's you're the- a rapper at least that you know you could always go on Ricky Lake. It's oh yeah, Pretty yeah. Fly for a yeah, like, Fly It's not a classic. rap
1: song. That's why I Dude, thought that's... rap. Pretty
0: Fly for a White What are you, guy guys, that, what are
1: you guys talking about? That's my favorite
3: <laughs> rapper song. <laughs> that it's is got, a good rapper it's, song. It's got, wait who's in it? It's like uh, Redman right? He's what? a guy He's a... Isn't Redman I... in one of the Offspring songs? I've never actually seen the. Vi- no, Redman
0: is in a Limp Biscuit song.
3: Uh, I don't know So they're off to Ricky Lake <laughs> <laughs> or, or he hears about no, method man. Is. method man. Is. Method. Man. Take that Great back. tangent. <laughs> yeah. So that so Burton hears about this lake and Burton's like, "Speak, you go check it out." Burton said that he was feeling he was sick, but in all honesty, you when you read look at his diary and everything, he just doesn't want to deal with Speak. Speak is just like the worst guy to like travel with, ever. <laughs>
1: yeah (laughs) we can tell
3: (laughs) yeah so he's like all right speak you go check this stupid lake out i'm just gonna hang out you can probably bang some people while you're not looking so you don't have to like tell me about (laughs) jesus and shit so speak heads out going up north picking out bits of beetle out of his nose and an ear (laughs) whistling Uh, the whole way yeah (laughs) uh so he heads up north he volunteers he goes and checks this out Speak is out there. He's feeling a little bit better. He's shooting animals as he goes. He's talking about how he's chasing down this bird for a long time as he's going towards this lake that was in his actual journals. And um, he finds the lake, and he's like, this is it. This is the actual source of the Nile. Like, fuck Burton. It's not Lake Tanganyika. This lake is it. He's And he wrote that, um, he was standing in the fountainhead of the mighty stream that flowed. Father Moses and on his first adventure, s- sailing across the Nile. You're <sighs> reading so good tonight. I can't believe. <laughs> it. I, I
1: know, right? I'm just. You should st- pound a beer, real quick. Boy. Relax. Well, oh, yeah. that's because Travis stabbed a beetle through his eye earlier today to get <laughs> yeah. in character.
0: Oh yeah, I forgot to ask you. Was that thing hanging out of your skull,
1: <laughs> dude? I was talking about t- tats. That's where all my
3: reading went to. <laughs> Good. Um, so, yeah, he's like, dude, this is definitely the Nile. This is where Moses happened. This is where all the Jeebus shit happened. He's like, I'm going to name this lake. I know he has the name. But I'm going to name this lake Lake Victoria after our gracious sovereign.
1: Oh, so he was right. I thought. I thought we were setting this up that he went to this Lake Eureki and it was wrong. Uh, Damn it. <laughs> yeah,
3: so Speak did not explore the lake. He just like, I don't know, was there and he's like cast his line in. This is definitely it. And then, I got a hunch. Yeah, <laughs> and then he goes right back to Burton to tell him, I found the real lake. Uh, So he arrives back and Burton's like, no way. The lake Victoria, not it. Like, that's not it. It's lake. Did you see the size of the lake we were on? Where you had to." get a beetle in your ear and shit dude that is the source (laughs) of the nile of course yeah they even said that at the end of the lake it's flowing into something so that's what it is um speak wanted to go back to lake victoria but burton was like look we still have four more months to get back to zanzibar like we have to make it out alive because we're we have barely any little supplies because you <sighs> fucking packed every like tons of ammo in crates. Like, <laughs> not a single granola bar. Yeah. No na- nature's way granola bars in there. Come on. Shit. And, and even if they did, those just crumble apart and they would have been eaten by ants.
0: You know, those would have saved them. The, the magic of plastic would have kept them safe from the elements. It's true. Yeah. But uh, no, they had everything wa- wrapped
3: in cheesecloth. So yeah, Burton's like, look, we have to at least make it back. If you if, you know, you can submit a new request when you go back. If you wanna explore this stupid lake that's totally not the source of the Nile, you can go submit a separate request and do that. Yeah, be my guest. Yeah. You fucking weirdo. Get out of my hair. Yeah. <laughs> so the four month journey home was the worst leg of the journey. Altogether, the word Nile was forbidden on the march home because Speak just
2: wouldn't <laughs> shut up about it. Like an <laughs> ex girlfriend, yeah.
0: <laughs> Burns, like, shut the fuck up about this
2: goddamn Nile. <laughs>
0: the name is dead to me, yeah. You hear? And Speak, I said, smile, sir. I said, smile. Well, it's different. <laughs> I was talking about my wife, so no, I'm saying, I'm in denial. I'm, right. in
1: denial. I'm in denial.
3: Speaks illness hits an all-time high when he gets something called the irons as the locals call it which basically feels like somebody's like ram slowly ramming like a sword through your chest and spleen. Mm. Okay. nice. Yeah. Um does does he die? Well, Burton stops on the trip to nurse speak back to health. Uh so speak would Like, uh, according to the, what they said, these irons like came in like waves, it would be like kind of seizure. You'd get like a seizure with like sharp pain. So Speak would have like these like moments of being, you know, with it. And then he'd get hit with these seizures. He'd be barking, foaming from the mouth. It feels like rabies or like, you know, some type of disease like that. They didn't tell me what exactly it was. Um. But Speak got so bad that he actually wrote a for, uh, a uh, farewell letter, letter uh, to his family in between seizures. He's like, I'm dead, dude.
1: Um, then he wrote like, P.S. Don't listen to Burton. I totally found the source of the redacted. <laughs> <Yeah>.
3: <laughs> uh, during the delirium, Speak had spilled the beans about how much he hated Burton. Remember, <laughs> this guy hated Burton ever since that attack back in... Um, and Berbera, when oh right yeah, 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 yeah. like
0: two episodes ago, yeah,
3: <laughs> he hated him the entire time, and he just kind of hid it away. But in these like kind of delirious seizures, he's like, "I fucking hated you the whole time. You're a piece of shit," and like, "I'm the one that's like leading this thing. Like, or you never should have led this trip. I'm the one
0: that should have led this trip."
3: Um, did
0: um did Burton just kind of squat over his body, his, like his handicapped body and just take a shit. <laughs> That's what I would have uh, done. Yeah, just probably. releasing
1: more beetles onto him? Yeah, have yeah. got another Go beetle. There. Get a good munch. Oh, you, <laughs> did, you got a beetle,
3: how about a slug? You didn't hear from the locals about the irons where uh, fecal matter comes out of your mouth. <laughs> <Oof>. <laughs> oh my, I discovered
0: something new <laughs> in my friend Speak.
3: <laughs> Surprisingly, Speak recovers from this iron little iron's disease and the two of them make it back to Zanzibar March 4th 1859 both alive both walking um but they arrived with more bad news cholera had oh, no. <laughs> cholera had recently swept through the island of Zanzibar leaving 30,000 dead in the past year <laughs> oh like those numbers it was so bad that just like when they were getting up to like the mainland like the coast to get to Zanzibar they saw just bodies floating in the ocean (laughs) yeah Burton took this opportunity to collect some skulls to send back to the Royal (laughs) Surgical Society
1: (laughs) that's the most again these guys are so British Empire it hurts like (laughs) oh plague and devastation More piggins for the British Museum.
3: (laughs) Uh, So the man who was in charge of the foreign office when they had left, who was like friends with Burton, had died during the outbreak. And there was a new man in charge named Colonel Rigby. And Rigby and Burton hated each other. Um, This was not good news for Burton because Speak even before he landed in Zanzibar, was right, starting to write his own account of the exploration, blaming all the failings on Burton and claiming the discovery of Lake Victoria as his own. Which, yes, he did find it, but he was part of Burton's exploration. So...
0: Yeah. He would I have mean, died without Burton. Yeah. I don't know. Are you, uh, How do you feel about that, Travis?
3: I feel... I feel like... I feel like it still should belong to Burton, cause like I, like you said, Con- Connor, I think he would have died. Like that guy had no skills doing. Like he couldn't communicate yeah. with the locals. He just was sick of like blind. I mean, Burton was fucked he up. He stabbed too. a
1: beetle into his brain matter. Yeah. <laughs> okay. yeah.
3: All right, but Tom. Yeah, you, I'm on the fence about yeah, it. Yeah, Tom, you go with the more like finders keepers. Like he was the one that saw it.
0: Well, maybe. I don't know. The, the the bar is hard to measure, right? Because we're talking about who discovered what. But you mentioned before, there were already people living uh, there.
3: Oh, yeah. they Well, like, literally, they, they got the information about Lake Victoria. It already was a lake that was named. And they're like, some Arab trader guy was like, oh, check out this big-ass lake. It's cool. We got jet skis and shit there. You're
0: going to love it. Right. But, you know, it's like... You're going to school for your PhD, you're, you're, and you discover something in medical science through your w- very long-winded degree mm-hmm. that is definitely a government hoax. Um, you discover something beautiful, and it can change the world, and the school owns it, because you're still going to school there. All right. You know, like, maybe maybe that's wrong. Yeah. So, all right, all right. It, it's different enough. See,
3: but uh, I, I would see it as if you were a race car driver and like you just like set the world record for some crazy course, and then the guy who attaches your wheels in the pit is like, "I did that, dude. That's me.":
0: But he's uh, well, if you're sponsored by Budweiser, then Budweiser did it. <laughs> yeah, that. Budweiser, you know did what I'm it. saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I' would say yeah. Budweiser did it, you did right. Me. The guy in the cockpit, He's. I mean, in the, the old what do they call that thing? The uh, the pit. It's just a pit, right? Yeah, yeah the pit. The, pit lane. I don't know anything about racing the or racism. I, so yeah, so he didn't do it. We know that. I, That's crazy. But Budweiser took Dale Earnhardt Jr. across that. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. I'm just really yeah. Wrangler did it for Dale Earnhardt Senior. <laughs> yes, yeah.
3: I'm just really excited for when the Coca-Cola uh, Corporation like sends a flight to Europa
1: and we change it to Sprite. Just like Sprite, the planet, the moon, the moon of Sprite. <laughs> that w- I'll take it. I'll no, take it. It. it'll be it'll be either um, Europa presented by Sprite <laughs> or Sprite presents Europa. Yeah, the moon of s- the Saturn com- uh, motor vehicle company. <laughs> yes, the staple Saturn. <laughs> yeah,
3: and it'll change every three years.
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. They sold. Oh, they've sold the naming rights for Europa. That probably will be happening when we're dying yeah like in our <laughs> that in our yeah, 80s yeah. and 90s that's when we're gonna start seeing like all that shit go down uh procter and gamble present the yellowstone <laughs> national park yeah. hey guys did you know tonight is a full moon presented by uh gatorade home depot gatorade. Yeah.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah uh that that's something that as soon as i see that too much i'm gonna kill myself <laughs> so keep it up america yeah
3: so, all right, I was saying Rigby and Burton don't like each other. Speak's starting to write about how he's the mastermind behind this trip. And Rigby and Speak become allies against Burton. And they start to launch at an all-out assault on Burton's character. Rig- Rigby would launch a formal investigation on Burton when those... Remember I mentioned those slave slaver, deserter guys, like the soldiers that deserted him that said like he was yeah against- the soldiers he was cheaping out. yeah so they show mm-hmm. up and they go to Rigby and they're like that guy Burton didn't pay us for our services also I want to uh, also I want to mention smart. that these guys that he hired I think they were soldiers and Burton had like fucked around I, I was saying when he was in Zanzibar they were doing all these trips and yada 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 he had fucked around where he he didn't actually put enough time into building this crew And he went to a slave trader and he's like, look, I don't want to buy slaves. Um, I want to buy like mercenary soldiers. And the slave trader was like, Oh, buy my son or like hire my sons. And the slave trader had just basically given him slaves that he said were he was related to. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So these are, these guys are like, I wasn't getting paid enough. And they're like,
1: no, they're not
0: slaves. They just uh, yeah. they just have to do what you say because you're paying them. Would I give slaves this gun? <laughs> <laughs> if they were a slaves, would I give them a swords? <laughs> yeah.
3: So from Zanzibar, I, you know, he, Burton's like uh, Rigby, I'll get you. I'll get you. Uh, from Zanzibar, Burton and Speak get on a boat and they go to Aden, which is in Yemen, which is like where everything was planned originally. And from here, they were offered a trip aboard the HMS furious badass name for a boat. Good yeah. name, Yeah. Um, Burton claimed to be too ill to travel, but in reality, again, he just was like, uh, oh, speak. You can go, but I don't want to be on a boat with you for however long it takes to get back to London. So Speak hopped aboard the HMS Furious en route to London before Burton did. Now, Burton and Speak's last conversation were recorded in Burton's diary. And Burton says, I shall hurry up, Jack, as soon as I can. And Burton says, Goodbye, old fellow. You may, you may be quite sure I shall not go to the Royal Geographical Society until you come to the fore and we appear together make sure uh, make your mind completely at ease about that oh
0: so burton is going i'm not gonna fuck you over and then immediately fucks him over
3: speak is doing
0: that oh speak is, yeah, is fucking over jazz
3: yeah and burton is still in aiden hanging out with a friend just letting oh, okay. him go I- ahead yeah And Speak's like, don't worry, you are the, you know, you're the master of this trip. I'm not going to go to the Royal Geographical Society until you get back. Oh, okay. All right. I was looking for you. I got you. So aboard the Furious, the HMS Furious, uh, Speak becomes friends with a dubious English gentleman named Lawrence
1: Oliphant. (laughs) Yeah, that's not a, I don't trust a guy with that name. Yeah, right? Um... Larry Elephants? <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> he was a thirteen thousand pound man <laughs> with a large nose. We was gonna have Larry Elephants go take care yeah. of him. Yeah. Right? He had a he had a little hat on and a big coat, and he was afraid of mice. <laughs> <laughs> so good old Larry Elephants
2: was
3: a world traveler that had connections to Parliament and the Foreign Office. Um very interesting. I want to look into this for a future roast. In his travels, um, he joined a brotherhood cult in Brockton, New York, led by a man named Thomas Lake Harris. And we will absolutely be returning to Thomas Lake Harris for a future roast because this cult was big on like bisexuality, and it recruited mainly Asian guys from Japan in the in the nineteenth century. And he moves it to, like, L.A. before L.A. is even, like, a thing. It is a weird story. But anyway, Oliphant's, like, involved in this weird bisexual cult.
1: Uh, he sounds like he'd get along with Richie. I, like, I thought he'd take his side. Right?
3: Uh, well, the thing is, is it, it was speculated that Larry Elephant put his whole uh, trunk into Speak's butthole. Because it seems uh. as if they may have become lovers on their journey home. Because, uh,
0: speak like the (laughs) drippy-headed shadow death man. I'm
1: picturing him having, like, a really wispy voice, too, at this point. Whistling out of his ear.
0: (laughs) Yeah, he's talking like one of those, uh... I don't know. Like, there's got to be a Warner Brothers character talks like this the whole time, <laughs> but this is coming out of his ears.
3: You know, you know those, you know those things that like the the stress boys that have like you squeeze them and like their eyes and ears pop out. Yeah, the eyes. Like I like, imagine, oh, imagine him when he's banging, that's happening to his face constantly, just like.
0: I I imagine I
1: come out of my ear now ever since the Beetle
0: incident. <laughs> How many times have I told you, turn off those damn beetles? <laughs> um I I'm imagining him as a younger uh shovel guy from home alone, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just looking all decrepit and haunting. Like I've what, he's, been to 33 years old. <laughs> I've been to the darkest parts of he, Africa. He is about that and old. almost lost half of my head.
3: Yeah. Um So this may just be slander. So if the speak dynasty wants to come after me, um, (laughs) but speak never married. um, And he showed very little interest in women. He mainly hid behind like religious objections and a whole round of mommy issues. Um, So we never, besides one account that we will talk about, he never really was like pining over anyone. He never married. So people are like, ah oh, maybe him and Larry Elephant,
1: you know. <laughs> maybe there's something. Yeah, maybe.
3: maybe. So possibly during some pillow talk, Larry Al- uh, Lawrence Oliphant convinced Speak to fuck over Burton and immediately go to the Royal Geographic Society, claim Lake Victoria as his own discovery and that it was the source of the Nile and just shit talk Burton before he had a chance to, you know, give an official report. Wow. Um, so a day after the ship docked in London, Speak did just that. Um, and he proposed another trip to La- Lake Victoria to look for the source of the Nile. Burton would reach London 13 days after Speak on May 22nd, 1859. And already the scientific community and the general public had been singing cheers about
1: Speak's discoveries.
0: Oh, man, I'd mm. be
3: so mad. Right? <laughs>
1: I can so trusted Speak after all this. I know, especially after... Or, like, before all this. Like, I feel like he should have known that Speak was going to do this. I
3: mean, I feel like the second you watch somebody gobbling a baby out of, like, a pregnant animal's belly, <laughs> you just wouldn't associate
0: You just... Yeah. You Maybe don't trust that guy. This guy walks around shooting camels and eating their fucking shit out of them. And I've explored the. I'm the first white guy in Mecca. God damn it! I cut off the tip of my penis for the sake of exploration. This guy, he, he, he can't even figure out not to stab himself. No in the one head. wants this more than yeah. Him. Yeah. This guy doesn't know anything. He ordered us ammo upon ammo <laughs> upon ammo <laughs> while we starved and shat ourselves to death. Yeah.
3: Uh, When Burton was back in London, he said he had the ground completely cut out from under his feet, and that Speak was the hero of the hour. Crap. Yeah. Of course, there was one woman back in London that thought Burton was a hero. And that woman was Isabel.
1: (laughs) Good. Wasn't the woman he wanted. Yeah. He was like, did my cousin hear about my news? (laughs) So... Did you send it out in the family reunion letters? Yeah. So what I'm going
3: to do now is a little bit interesting. I'm going to pause the story of Burton in May of 1859. Um And we're going to continue forward. But when we come back next week, we're going to pick up and talk about Isabel. I just wanted to keep all of the Nile shit like all together, you know? Yeah, I got gotcha. you. Yeah. So, so next week, we're going to start May of 1859. We're going to be talking all about Isabel and Richard's cousin and all that good stuff. Uh. So there was this massive debate um, in the culture, in the general press, about the source of the Nile. Burton had a firm fact, that he, a theory that Lake Tanganyika was the source of the Nile. And Speak thought that it was Lake Victoria. We know now Lake Victoria is right. But at the time, it could have been, I don't know, Lake Michigan. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) They didn't know, you know. Hmm. Interesting theory, Travis.
0: Yeah. Shall I meet you (laughs) in in Africa?
3: (laughs) Work our way backwards. I I don't know. It wouldn't be the smoothest thing I've heard in history in terms of uh, making sense. Well, he just finished digging the Erie Canal around now, yeah. so, mm.
1: um,
3: I see, so Speak was rewarded um sorry, Speak was rewarded as a leader of the next trip to map out lake Lake Victoria. Speak refused to take Burton on this next trip. I don't think once Burton heard out heard that Speak was like leading the trip, but he just was like, eh. Uh,
2: but speak." recruited this guy named James Augustus Grant instead. Sorry. And they set off
3: on their journey to Lake Victoria again, uh, Grant and Speak, in April 27th, 1860. Now, two things to note about this Speak-Grant expedition. Firstly, I mentioned that Speak was possibly a gay with Larry Elephant. But Speak was given two daughters of a Ugandan chief, ages 12 and 18. Speak wrote in his journal that he had sex with both of them. And a missionary... <laughs> cool, man. Yeah.
0: That's cool,
3: <laughs> and it, <laughs> really neat. Yeah. And a missionary recorded that the twelve-year-old got knocked up by Speak and delivered him a daughter. So that's gross and very Christian of him.
0: Oh. Oh. <laughs> well. Uh. <laughs>
3: Yeah, Speak is just like a, a monster. Like he's a, like a monster. I hate person. this guy.
1: I'm amazed he didn't murder her and then eat his yeah, child. Yeah, I mean that's honestly yeah. the most amazing part of this story. So if far. he
3: didn't fit in so nicely into just Richard Burton's story because he really didn't do much before this, we could do a whole episode on him. But we're covering him pretty
2: much.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah it was Beetle here. <laughs> I don't yeah, want to go back to this guy. To this guy. <laughs>
3: um, secondly, Grant and Speak discovered Ripon Lake which they claimed fed into the Nile. Uh, they also failed to map out the entirety of Lake Victoria yet again. <laughs> but they found these, like, rapids and this thing leading out of the lake, Ripon Falls, um, and they confirmed that that was the source of the Nile. Like, they were like, oh, we didn't go around the whole thing, but we saw this part, dude. You, definitely. That's where the Nile comes from.
1: This is definitely <laughs> yeah. it. We swears.
3: Um, Now, interestingly enough, Speak also cheated Grant out of sharing the discovery of Ripon Falls. So he sent him away the day before finding them. He just, like, came up with a convenient thing. Oh, yeah, Grant, you should go check this out. I'm going to go look this way.
0: The, uh, I need you to go to 7-Eleven for me, which is 7 to 11 months away <laughs> of traveling.
3: Yeah, Grant 7-Eleven was none other than a Welsh explorer that was poking around. He was also exploring for the um, Royal Geographical Society. He was poking around the Gondorico area um, north of Lake Victoria. His name was John uh, Petherick. Uh Speak sent out Grant to intercept Petherick in order for to prevent Petherick from discover more exploring the region and discovering the source. So it was like very right. like very uh, manipulative, very like, I'm trying to protect my discovery. You know, Grant, mm-hmm. I don't want you here to find this thing that we know's there. I want you to go deal with the guy that's also poking around. Very kinda sneaky.
0: That's fucking speech. Speaking. <laughs> speech. <laughs>
3: um, Speak and Grant returned to London in 1863 as heroes. But there was a bit of a rift in the Royal Geographical Society. You see, Speak returned to London a uh, few months before this guy, Petherick, and immediately started shit-talking him for not only losing his supplies but baselessly accusing him of being a slave trader. He's like, that Welsh dude, he's definitely selling slaves. You can't even, like, anything that he says is a lie, dude.
1: Please ignore my three-year-old daughter and her
0: (laughs) 15-year-old mom. Uh, Yeah, anything that Welsh guy is saying, you probably can't understand it because he's speaking (laughs) with a Welsh accent. It's fucking awful.
3: Uh, So the lies and the social shitstorming from Speak was so bad... That Petherick sued Speak for libel. Good,
1: yeah. Good for Petherick.
3: Yeah. Another rift was Burton. He was still holding on to the fact that Lake Tanganyika was the actual source of the Nile, and that Speak had and Speak gave him ammunition by not properly exploring the entire Lake Victoria and just saying that Lake Rifton or Rifton Falls was the source. You know, he's like, ah, well, I don't know. You're saying that this is the source, but you didn't even go around the entire
1: lake, you dumb idiot. <laughs> <laughs> what if there's a bigger lake that you're yeah. missing?
0: Uh, so dumb. These guys are dumb.
3: Yeah. Uh, Speak was quick to throw shade at Burton, saying that had I been alone on the first expedition, uh, it, it would have been settled uh, by 1859. Uh, By traveling around Unyabi and Uganda with an Indian merchant. He's like, dude, I could (sighs) have just gone around Uganda with this Indian merchant if Burton wasn't leading this trip.
1: And it would have prevented the American
3: Civil War. Yeah, But this was... (laughs) That's what we fought about. Yeah, this was some big shit talk from Speak, who at the time was deaf, (laughs) blind, (laughs) like a baby mole. Um, And also Speak didn't speak... (laughs) Speak didn't speak a lick of Hindu, uh, Hindi, or Hindustani. So, okay, you're going to go off with an Indian merchant, but like, you're not going to understand what he's going to say. You know, this guy didn't speak English.
1: <laughs> I don't like yeah. this guy. No,
3: sounds like a snake. And then Speak also followed up by claiming that uh, he had taught Captain Burton on his own request the geographies of the countries we had traversed. What? <laughs> yeah, he's like, dude, I, I taught everything that Burton needed to know about everything on this trip.
0: I taught him everything he yeah. learned. Oh, you mean the guy who lives for learning <laughs> yeah. by immersing himself into a culture <laughs> went to the white guy who could barely read yeah. and said, guy. Oh, speak, where are we?
1: <laughs> the guy who cut off a piece of his penis in order to learn more things. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Had to ask for help. Yeah.
0: From a guy who just likes to shoot shit and thinks he can suck in the brain power from the embryo.
1: <laughs> the adrenochrome of baby snakes! No, because I'm eating their babies, I'm inheriting the ancestral knowledge of the geography.
0: <laughs> I can't disprove that one bit. Mr. Speak, when's the next time you can go out? I'm gonna send you somewhere else, somewhere even bigger, to find Nile 2: Super Nile.
3: All right, so the people within the Royal Geographical Society were beginning to see how much of a bitch-ass speak was and, like, how much of a liar he was, especially with this dude, Petherick, and, like, how he was just kind of throwing this guy under the bus just because, like, he had fucked up some supplies or something like that. Especially the head of the Geographical Society, a guy named Sir Roderick Merchinson. (laughs) <laughs> uh, that's a good one, right, Mer- Merchantson? Uh-huh. Burton was not in the country at the time to defend himself from all this like speak hate that's going on in 1854. Uh, but in July of 1854, David Livingston returns uh, from his exploration of Africa. One of his explorations, um, and he decided decided to get you know throw his weight into the whole. Dr- Uh, Nile drama and now Livingston was always like the public favorite out of Burton speak or any other African explorer because he was like the wholesome you know he's Christian missionary he had like a superhero or hero origin story about getting lost his wife getting killed and then he has to go and explore the jungle and convert Africans so the public loved this guy like he couldn't do any bad bad Whereas like Burton was seedy and gross and kind of creepy and like Speak was like a glory hunter, you know? Here's the bad yeah. boy. Uh originally Livingston had um being a missionary, he sided with Speak, because Speak was like overtly Christian. Uh but then he thought you know, he thought that Burton's writings were unchristian, heathenistic, and crude. But after hearing Speak grandstand and slander and all this shit, Livingston, like, got behind Burton and started to support the Lake Tanganyika theory, that that was the source of the Nile. Uh, Bur- right. Burton, as I mentioned, he was out of the country. He returned back to London, August 1854. Um, and somebody in the press put forth that the Royal Geographical Society should have speak and Burton debate with Livingston acting as, like, the moderator. It's like, let's talk it out, dude. You think it's Tanganyika? You think it's, you know, Lake Victoria? Let's talk it out.
0: This is going to go great. This is yeah. going to be so much yeah. fun.
3: So, the, the debate was held in Bath, September of 1864. And during the pre- preliminary meet and greet, Speak would not talk to Burton. He wouldn't even look at Burton. And as the day went on, uh, Speak was getting uh, he, visibly more and more nervous. Um, because he knew that Burton was, like, a far more intelligent man. Like, again, we know now that Lake Victoria is the source of the Nile, but they didn't... But he got, yeah, he got lucky. He was like, I don't know if this is. Tanganyika is way bigger than Lake Victoria. You might be right, and he could out-talk me, you know? Mm-hmm. Um. So Speak, feeling the pressure, got up and said, I can't stand this anymore, and just stormed out of the building.
0: So the... F- Wait, Speak just walked out? Yeah,
3: this was like the preliminary, like they're laying the ground rules, and like he just was kind of like, yeah, he was like, I can't stand this anymore, and he gets up and leaves. This guy sucks. The following day, Burton showed up to the debate stage. There was no Speak, um, and he took his place on stage, and he noticed a crowd of officials and other Royal Geographic Society members gathered in the far corner of the room, whispering in some type of, like, you know, like an intense conversation whisper, right? Like everyone's like... <laughs> yeah, <the> British." <laughs> um, Burton just awkwardly sat on stage for about 20 minutes and he noticed a note being passed around the audience and eventually that note got to Burton and it said, Captain Speak has lost his life yesterday at 4 p.m. Wallace shooting over his cousin's ground. Uh, he, had been, he had been missed by his kinsman upon lying upon... Sorry, this is weird old English shit. Found him... Wait, this is weird old English shit and I wrote it wrong. <laughs> he, had been, he had been missed... Is it copy and paste? How'd no, you I had to wrong? copy it from a book. He had been, oh, he had right. been missed in the field and his kinsmen found him lying upon the, the heath shot through the body close to his heart. Uh, he lived only a few minutes, and his last words were a request not to be moved. Burton sank back in his chair and said, by God, he killed himself.
1: Did he really? So we're going to talk. Wait, I thought it sounded like he got shot by his cousin while Well, hunting. we're going to be talking some true crime here,
3: because this is unsettled. <laughs> we're going to the true crime. This 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 series has everything.
1: Welcome wow. to the True Crime yeah. podcast.
3: Um, so supposedly the day before, Speak went out shooting with his cousin George Fuller, a gameskeeper named Daniel Davis, and a surgeon named Thomas Fitzhubert Hubert Snow. Uh
1: oh, he's got three names. Yeah, he's the okay. killer. Absolutely. Absolutely.
3: Um. And we always knew that whenever Speak got riled up, his favorite thing was to go out and shoot small animals. That's just something that he did. Like, ah, I'm flustered. That's what he liked. We go shoot
0: some animals. So they're out. I wouldn't take any of that away from him. Yeah,
3: so they're out bird hunting. They're shooting pheasants. And Speak was carrying a Lancaster breech-loading shotgun that had no safety latch on it. Now, the three men spread out, looking for the tasty partridges in a pear tree. That's how you hunt for them. You just grow pear trees, and they sit there. Now, his cousin Fuller heard two shots go off um, in the direction, like, where Speak was. And he looked over there, and Speak was, like, running after this partridge, or English jaunting. You know, like, maybe not running, because he's not (laughs) running. Uh, And he turned to... he turned in that direction. He saw Speak trying to like step over this two foot stone wall. And then he heard a third shot and Speak collapsed.
1: <laughs> oh my God. He shot himself yeah. on accident. Uh,
3: <laughs> Fuller rushed over to Speak, who had a massive hole in his chest. Speak told him not to move him. So Fuller ran for the surgeon, that Fitz Hubert Snow guy. Uh, and they just watched Speak bleed out, which took 15 minutes. So I mentioned this was a bit of an unsolved mystery as the coroner declared the death as an accident. As And he explained that as Speak was mounting the wall, he brought the gun close to his chest and the hammer had dropped and one of the pap- barrels discharged into his chest.
1: So he basically shot himself in the chest with a shotgun. Yeah. While climbing a two-foot fence. (laughs) Yes. Well, remember, Tom, he's still probably a little blind, a little deaf, and he is whistling as he goes.
0: (laughs) I want to see him compete on American Ninja Warrior.
3: (laughs) Well, here's the thing. This is why
1: it's contested
3: is because everyone that knew Speak found it so hard to believe that he had been careless with a gun. I mean, this was like... What do you... are you talking about trigger discipline, yeah,
0: bro? Is this dude hardcore in his trigger dude, discipline? Dude, this guy was
3: pretty much Yosemite Sam or like a, a trigger discipline YouTube boy. Like he was just shooting. He had more rounds, and you can look up the biggest gun guy on YouTube, and this guy shot ten times more rounds, even with a fucking breech loader, you know, or muzzle loader.
0: Wow, <laughs> this, he must this have been guy's good, shooting then.
3: all the time. Like, no way that this dude. You know, he's walked through the jungle. There's no way that this dude like was getting over a two foot stone thing and like brought the muzzle up to his chest and fired. They're like,
0: so he shot yeah. himself. Yeah. So is because there, cause he well, knew wait, he was gonna there get Dick found
3: Cheney out. Cheney theory. Oh, that his cousin shot him.
1: <laughs> yeah, or, <laughs> or the, the surgeon? surgeon? <laughs> I yeah. I
3: don't. I don't know. I, I didn't see anything pop hey up. Hey guys,
1: uh, he's bleeding, but he also told me don't move him. So <laughs> right. Just let him be. I mean, maybe,
3: maybe some people thought that. I mean, they also saw how like butthurt he was the day before. We're like, I can't stand this and just like walked out of the debate hall.
0: Um Yeah, because he's a fraud and he yeah. knew it. And the best way out of to, to get out of being a fraud is to send yourself to hell. <laughs> uh
3: so Burton, besides this shit, they, I mean Burton like really didn't think that he it was an accident he would say there was an accident, but I mean his initial reaction was he killed himself um because I, he the guy had been with him for two, three years, you know he's like, mm. all that this dude does is shoot shit. He's not going to you know shoot himself although I have seen some dumb idiots on YouTube that are like, "I shot this fifty caliber, and it had
1: just exploded in my face. I don't understand <laughs> Also, if they said there is no safety latch yeah. on the gun, then like maybe he was just, you know, he was so confident. He was like, oh, I'm, I don't need no safety yeah. latch.
0: I don't know. As long as there are no walls out there, I'll be all right. <laughs> they didn't have safeties they, they back did. then. They'd... Though the concept of safety was like invented in the, in the 60s as a scam to sell <laughs> you stuff. Comments, seatbelts, things that we don't actually need. (laughs) There's no safety. No, there was no such thing as safety. We know that.
3: So just because the guy was dead did not mean that Burton abandoned his Lake Tanganyika theory. Um, But he did do a pretty touching poem about speak after viewing his death mask. Because I can't read properly ever, and this was very hard to read, I pre-recorded it. (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> he can't <came and> even speak. <laughs> okay. Uh, uh, I'll play Yeah, if it you want to listen to it. And I'm going to.
2: An excerpt from my poem about John Hanning's speak and our companionship through Africa. <laughs> but twixt man and man, it may not so happen, each man in his own and robber sphere. At some point, perchance, may the lines o'erlap. The far rest is far, and the near is near. Save when the orbs are of friends and friends, And the circle's limits perforce must blend. But the one sole point which he and I could touch Was contact of vulgar minds. T'was interest's forcible feeble tie, Which binds but with lasting bonds near binds. And our object's fated to disagree, what way went I, and what way went he? And yet we were comrades for many years, and endured in its throth our companionship through a life of chance and hopes and fears. Nor a word of harshness ere a the lip, nor a thought unkind dwell in either heart, till we chanced, by what chance did it hap to part? It seems as though a foamy dream, I awake from this pallid mask, behold, and I ask, can this be the end supreme of all countless things of days of old? This clay is of all what used to be in the African land by the Zingian Sea. Richard Burton, Poopy Poopy Pants Pants Man.
0: All right. Well, Travis, we should just pre-record you for every I know, episode. know, right? <laughs> you
1: just have to anticipate the
0: tangents. <laughs> Yeah, just make a, a sample board of things you want to talk about. Make the shrimp board. I'm going to try out. The shaving your balls Yeah, board. I'm going to try
3: out for, like, Shakespeare, right? That was pretty good. I thought I did a good job on that.
0: <laughs> hey, good job I reading like it. it. How many was takes great. was that? Not that how many, many surprisingly. Together, I it? just
2: got in the character of Richard yeah,
3: Burton. Yeah, it's easier to
0: read in character. <laughs> reading in character is easier. Yeah. It's the so best. So
3: you can see anyway. how beautifully the prose, the prose there, dude. There's a lot of pros going on. I don't really understand yeah, most of you. talking about orbs and shit. <laughs> I like Lots the foamy orbs. dream. Did he say foamy dream? He did dream? say
0: foamy dream.
3: <laughs> I used to have those. Yeah. <laughs> um. So that was what he said about speak. He's like, you know, we may have disagreed, but we were companions through, you know, Africa, even though they had not spoken since basically Zanzibar or no, since, um, when they left Aiden, when he was like, don't worry, Burton, like, I won't fuck you over. They never spoke since then.
0: Like, yeah. Oh, man. And all he wanted to do was speak to a guy, and he had to go kill himself like a fucking weenie. Yeah, right? And not even because he was depressed, just because he was a coward. Absolute coward. Yeah. So even though
3: Speak was dead, the debate wasn't over on the Nile. Burton and Livingston now defended the Tanganyika theory that Lake Tanganyika was the source of the Nile. Yeah. Um, In terms of Burton going to Africa, this was the last trip that he would take to Africa for the Nile. We will return back to Africa, but uh, he would not be actively looking for the Nile again, but Burton would live to see the riddle of the Nile finally solved. Uh, So a man named Samuel Baker had discovered Lake Albert, which is just north of Lake Victoria later in the year, uh, uh, 1864, um, which we now know Lake Victoria feeds into Lake Albert, which feeds into the Nile. Again, they didn't know this for sure at the time. Livingston would become obsessed with the idea that Lake Tanganyika was the source Uh, So him and Henry Stanley headed out to Lake Tanganyika in 1871. Uh, Livingston believed that there were four fountains located in mountains near Lake Tanganyika that fed into the Nile, which were called the Mountains of the Moon, which is where the shitty uh, movie that we will probably watch about Richard Burton and speak from 1990 came from.
0: Brought to you by Pepsi. Brought to you by
3: Pepsi. Uh, Stanley would eventually, like, get sick of Livingston being like, yeah, Lake Tanganyika is the source. And Stanley would head out for Lake Victoria uh, to map that out because Speak hadn't mapped it out. Three years later, Livingston was found dead by the Chickamooka tribe in his tent in the praying position. So he was, like, sitting over his bed praying. Three days prior to that, he had been asking the tribe for the hill at which the four fountains rise. So up until the end, he was looking for the source of the Nile. Well, you fucked up. (laughs) Uh, Henry Stanley would end up putting the whole debate to bed uh, in terms of where the Nile comes from, because in 1875, he had completely uh, circumnavigated and mapped out Lake Victoria he had connected the dots that speak was actually right about the Ripon Falls, which fed into Lake Albert and Lake Albert fed into the Nile. So he's like, I don't know. He got it right. He's a piece of shit, but he got it right. Well, this sucks. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, a year later, he would, uh, Henry Stanley would prove that Lake Tanganyika was not the source of the Nile, but it was the source of the Congo River. So you ever see that movie with fucking oh. robot apes?
0: The, uh, the movie yeah. Congo. So that's where
3: they came out of. When you splash Congo oh. water on them, well, they, mal-
0: they malfunction. That's cool. I don't remember that movie at all. Me neither. <laughs> I just remember not thinking it was pretty damn dumb at the end. <laughs> Weren't they in like a volcano?
3: Yeah, I think so.
0: It's like, why aren't you all dying? <laughs> you're, you're inside of a volcano.
3: Uh, Burton would not concede. Remember, this is like Stanley's figuring this out in 1871. Uh, wait, no, 1875. Burton would not concede his theory about Lake Tanganyika until 1881. So, six years later, he's like, Okay, uh, fine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he said, he I'll said I am compelled to formally abandon a favorite theory. <laughs>
0: Uh, He was probably just double-checking that Speak was actually dead (laughs) a bunch of times. I don't have to give this guy credit. Well,
3: he went on to talk about the loss of life on the quest of the Nile. He did not mention Speak, but he talked about David Livingston. (laughs) He's like, oh, David Livingston died looking
1: for the Nile. I thought you were going to say that he would admit it. That like yeah fine it's Lake um, Victoria but remember I found it <laughs> <Yeah>. not speak <laughs>
3: um, right and he would end the whole thing with the statement saying that there is a time to leave the dark continent is and that is when the ID fix or obsession begins to develop itself madness comes from Africa
0: oh okay
3: <laughs> yeah
1: we're back to the temples <laughs> yes.
3: And that is the story of the Nile. Um, I think it might be cool one day to maybe roast Henry Stanley or David Livingston, but we can't... Let's just roast yeah, the Yeah, roast the whole Let's fucking just- Nile. But that's it. That's, now you know where, how the Nile was found. It's officially found by John Hanning Hanningspeak. Even though...
1: Wow. Yeah, what a dick.
3: Now you know he's a fucking...
0: <laughs> a guy who shot himself because he's a And And is a beetle. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, very cool. Well, thank you, Travis. Yeah. Uh,
1: I'm really enjoying our Richie Burton episodes. Yeah, so
3: there are many more adventures from Richard Burton still. I mean, we're about like halfway through his career, which is crazy to think about. And next yeah. week, we will return to 1859 um, when Burton returns from his trip from Lake Tanganyika. Uh, we're going to dig into his stalker, Isabel. We're going to talk about him going to the Mormon Mecca, and we're All going right. back to Africa, but this time, Westside!
0: Is that racist? Nice. No. <laughs> I don't know. Not really. I mean, it could be if you're Maybe really poor yeah. taste. If you're really, really, yeah, but we, this whole show is poor taste. <laughs> well, yeah, I wasn't saying it was we, not fitting. We excel in poor taste. <laughs> uh yeah so very cool i'm looking forward to it uh anyone who is confused about who richard burton is and made it through this episode and hasn't listened to the other ones what are you doing um congratulations though (laughs) uh go back listen to those it's been a lot of fun yeah go to patreon.com slash roastmortemcast give us your money one day i will buy mike a sandwich yeah Oh, man. That's my promise to you. Can't wait. Dude, do you think it's
3: going to be a Manhattan? That is my favorite regional sandwich. What's a Manhattan? That's the roast beef sandwich with garlic bread and and mozzarella
0: Mozzarella? and gravy. Don't get that anywhere else. That is a good one. Uh, Mike and I have talked about it. I got to go eat right now. I'm in my bulking phase, guys, so I got to go eat that right now. Go eat that. It's cool. Pasta.
3: I've been in my balking phase for oh, yeah. 34 years. Welcome to the club, dude.
0: <laughs> well, it's, it feels great, <laughs> except my relationship with food is tarnished. <laughs> uh, all right. Good night, everyone. Thank Decky you, Shane. Jamie. Bye. <laughs>